The following is a Sports Ethos presentation. Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of Around Ball Ramble. Yep, that's it. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinMBA. As the intro says, this is a Sports Ethos presentation. So check out Sports Ethos on Twitter at Sports Ethos Online, SportsEthos.com. It's pretty simple. I can't even get that confused. So definitely make sure to do that. Uh, we are in the midst of playoff action. We're going to have some recaps and, and such. The Celtics have now moved on to the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami Heat. That is insane. Shout out to Boston, you know. Um, Milwaukee played admirably well without um, the service of Chris Middleton all playoff series, but still, we'll break that down in the future. Right now, we are talking draft. We got the draft lottery coming up Tuesday by the time y'all listen to this one, um, Tuesday night, with game one of the Celtics versus Heat. And to set this up, we had a couple of draft-centric shows, but... This is where it gets official. I got my guys on this one, y'all. All right, we got from the Upside Swings podcast and literally several different places across draft Twitter. We have Bryce Hendricks. We have Cooper Klein. Uh, listen, besides being just two of my best buddies out here in general, but also just draft experts, they are legends of their own right. You can follow Cooper on Twitter at Ali underscore Oop underscore Coop. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at Bryce Hendrick fourteen. Bryce Cooper, how y'all doing today? I'm good. Uh, glad we're discussing the draft and not the recent Storm Mercury basketball game. Ooh, uh, we're going to leave that one. We're going to leave Mercury. that one in the past. And uh, yeah, but I'm great. Uh, always happy to be on it. You know, this might be first of two. If, if Coop and I are lucky, we get to come back before the draft. But, uh, always happy to do a mock draft with you, my guy. Oh, man, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Coop, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, riding high off of a Celtics victory, Grant Williams being a king. Nothing better than that. Uh, and I'm just excited, you know. There's nothing better than talking draft, especially, uh, you know, with two of my best friends that I met through doing this. So I'm, I'm super excited. Let's get right into it. Absolutely. Let's do it. And we actually have we went to old Tankathon, uh, which we will go to this probably the last time before we actually know the actual order. But Tankathon's old reliable. Um, everyone uses up to what the, I would say the minute before we get the envelopes open. So we have a Tankathon here. We're going to do the lottery here with my guys. Um, we have it sorted out. Uh, Bryce went and used it. And we have, I'm just going to read through Detroit, Houston, it almost hurts me to say the Lakers pick. That is now the Pelicans, but, you know, we won a championship, so it is what it is. Pelicans, the Thunder pick from the Clippers. Then Orlando, Oklahoma City, Indiana, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio, Washington, New York, Charlotte, and Cleveland. This is for you to round it all out. This is definitely going to be a spicy one, especially with some teams here that I wasn't expecting to be, you know, later in the lottery. But um, we have a fun little order. We're going to let... um. We have an expert who here for Detroit. We have an expert here for Houston. And then we got myself, and we're just going to go from there. Um, one through three, each of us taking turns. So Detroit is up on the clock. I imagine that is Bryce. That is that is me. All and, right. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this is a surprise to no one, but I'm going Paolo Bancaro here. Okay. 
Um, he's been the number one guy on my board since um, this time last year. And uh, that hasn't changed despite, you know, I think some would say maybe a, a different season at Duke than they expected, but still, I mean, the size, the fluidity, the, the shot creation, the passing, it's just too easy for me not to love. I think um, he'll probably slot in at the four early for the Pistons, but I think your hope is that eventually he can maybe play the five for them. But even if he doesn't, you know, you just get two, you're building around two super high field, super skilled forwards who, who can pass and defend and, and, and score for themselves and in Caden and, and Paolo. That's a pretty good, pretty good start to a rebuild. If you ask me. Cooper, you have any uh, re- reaction to this? Uh, he left me my guy. So that's all that matters here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, at two since so you know, I, I got left here at two with Houston. Uh, I just pick whichever of the top two Bryce would leave me. Uh, and I knew who Bryce would leave me because he is very vocal about his love. He's very unbiased just for the record. He's, he has zero bias in loving Paolo Bancaro. Okay. Uh, but here with the second overall pick, uh, the Houston Rockets was like Chet Holmgren Ooh. out of Gonzaga. Uh, pretty easily the top guy on my board by a pretty large margin, especially for the Rockets. Uh, the defensive ability to protect the rim can just stifle guys no matter what. Like <laughs> he can come from behind, he can slide in, he can block any shot or contest it. Doesn't matter about the weight. Uh, you know, he's dominating college hoops at the same weight as me, and he's a foot taller than I am. Uh, Imagine when that guy puts on 20, 25 pounds. What does that look like in the NBA? Uh, just unstoppable. That's a good pick. I, I definitely, yeah. I mean, that's the hope. I mean, I mean mind you, I'm, I'm going to ask you both this question since I've had it as well. It's been tossed around some if for, I, I want to say honest, and some just, just throwing out there for, say, controversy. Are we concerned uh, about Chet? I mean, he's going to gain muscle. He's going to be a bigger player. Is there at all concerned about the frame just in its entirety, even with him added muscle, or are we kind of just overblowing this um, with compared to the skill set that he brings to the table? I think it's super overblown. Um, and yeah. I think that there's no better um, like, like person to examine than the person who should have won rookie of the year last year, Evan Mobley, okay. um, you know, had the same sort of, Oh, is he too skinny? Uh, it doesn't matter when you're this, uh, when you're this good at basketball, I just like, I, I think for me um, that originally the too skinny thing stemmed from the idea of injuries, but there hasn't been any real link of skinniness to more injury prone other than like super tall dudes. And that might happen anyways. You know, Yao wasn't skinny and he was still super injury prone. Sorry to pick that scab coop. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, Chet is just, he's so good. And he, he might, you know, struggle against a Joel Embiid. But honestly, at, at that point, like, just you'll kind of figure it out. I just his, – his defense is so, so special. The passing is really solid. The shooting is there. Like, he's just such a sound prospect that if you're really, you know, nitpicking to the extent of, oh, he's probably too skinny, then I think you're, you're just kind of missing the forest for the trees a little bit. Definitely understand that. Definitely understand that. I appreciate that for sure. Um I guess at least me third. Uh, we have the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, after uh, I don't want to say a surprising, they were trying to get you know the play. They were trying to get a spot in the playoffs all year. I guess surprising given their horrific start. Um, they definitely gave the Suns quite a challenge in that first round. 
Now they're here with the third overall pick. And the one thing I noticed that they needed, you know, throughout the entirety of their postseason action, and they really throughout the season was shooting. I mean, if you look at the shooters on their team, you have, of course, CJ McCollum, you have Brandon Ingram, uh, Devontae Graham had an off and on kind of year from three, but he in theory is a shooter, and then Trey Murphy as well. But like, Aside from Jonas Valanciunas uncorking a three every once in a while and Herb Jones doing the same, that's about all, folks. So I think Wigan, my favorite, I mean, he's right up there with another guy we're going to talk about I've mentioned before you went on air as neck and neck for my favorite player in this draft. But I have a type. Everyone knows it. I am picking Jabari Smith Jr. Um, Love that guy, man. And also I think that you're getting a guy who defensively is going to be stout in a great system, um, I think, with what the Pelicans are starting to do. Um, under Willie Green, I can imagine um, just him being able to switch basically three to five in, in terms of his length and, and defensive versatility in that end. But also, this is where I come in offensively. The dude can shoot like nobody's business. And so you look at his face on the floor, out to three, just completely opening the floor for Zion Williamson, for Brandon Ingram in the mid-range, for CJ McCollum. Imagine just a, a five-out lineup where you basically have Zion, uh, Trey Murphy, Jabari Smith Jr., CJ, and Brandon Ingram. Like, that's length, that's size, that's shooting, and you have Zion running amok in there. That, that's that's my that's just a, a 2K basketball GM dream right now, but that's who I would like to fit there. And another guy who can grow with this core and be the perfect um, ancillary piece that could potentially down the line be maybe more of a go-to guy. Yeah, I really so- like this fit. I Sorry, Bryce. Gonna gonna just steal the spotlight. Uh, no, I don't. I think there's maybe somebody who fits the uh, the shooting angle a bit better. Uh, I know Bryce and I are of the same opinion there, but Ooh, okay. can't go can't go wrong with Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, you know he's gonna be a solid point of attack defender. Him and Herb on the wings. Made sure to pronounce it there. I get bullied oh, every time Herb. I call him Herb. Uh, yeah. yeah, my bad. <laughs> I go back <laughs> but, and forth uh, as I get there too. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, no, you could not call him Herb. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I try to make the age silent, like Herb. Like, it's just natural. Like a hint of a Herb. I don't know. Herb. Whatever. <laughs> We're not gonna flame him. My take. Y'all just gotta, y'all gotta call him. Just call him by. His, just call him Herbert. 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 Yeah, so Herbert. No, you're right. I'm not. Herbert. It's such a, Herbert. It's such an odd name to go. Yes. Thank you. It's like yes. anyway. We're not gonna go on a tangent here, but yes, Herbert. There we go. Yes, Herbert, Jabari, and Trey on the wings is is, is a is a really fun, diverse, interesting group. Uh, you get a lot of, you know, you have somebody you can also cover up for Brandon Ingram and can fit really well with Zion when he ends up coming back. You know, Zion ultimate uh, paint touches guy, Jabari the opposite of a paint touches guy. Uh, so I think this is a really fun fit. Something we've kind of talked about before on one of our mocks that we've done but uh just can't go wrong with this fit yeah i i understand this pick it's not the pick i would have made um but i i do i do get it his 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 defense is better than the guy i would have taken and if you're just like zion brandon ingram are the only shot creation we need then i sort of get jabari smith over the guy i would have taken uh but that leaves um okc up at at four uh, they moved all the way up with the Clippers pick and they are going to get my number three in a tier of his own at three uh, Adrian Griffin jr. Um, I think he is the perfect fit here in OKC um, assuming he's healthy. Again, we don't have Intel on what those knees look like, but for everything I've heard, it's, it's, he's fine. And there's just, you know, this this freshman year was a bit of him coming back, but 
Uh, just a really specifically excellent shooter. One of the best overall scorers of his age group in high school and sort of had to take a step back into a different role at Duke and excelled in that. I thought he was great at Duke. One of the best freshman shooting seasons we've ever seen. Um, you know, just a historically good shooter. I've made the argument that he's probably already a top 10 shooter on the planet. Um, I know some people don't want to hear that, but I, I really do think that's true. Um, and you also combine the fact that he's six, seven and built like a Mack truck. I think he's a perfect, you know, you can build around him. You can, uh, with Shea as well, you can take your time if you want to be bad one more year to try and get Wemby, uh, and, and, you know, sort of ease him into it. But I really like his addition to that wing, uh, room there. You know, I really like Aaron Wiggins. I still like Poku a lot. So you add Adrian Griffin Jr. And you're starting to actually build a more real team considering OKC was a, a fake team this past year. So starting to put together a team that that resembles uh, a future is really important for me with OKC, and, and Griffin seems like the guy there. Real, real quick, I have a question. Is Griffin a better shooter than Jabari in your estimation? I mean, both numbers look yes. astronomical. Yeah. Okay. I, I would, yes. And it's mostly because of track record. Mm. Um, Jabari Smith Jr. was not this type of shooter coming out of high school he flashed it and i thought he could be a really good shooter Mm -hmm. but i would not have thought you know best shooter in this draft coming in whereas adrian griffin jr was like a 40 percent shooter throughout all of high school and aau which is just very unheard of you know i mean you know very good shooters are not 40 percent shooters across their high school career so for griffin to do that um to develop the way he has again, just he's missing those game reps and there's no better place for him to just sort of get those than uh, OKC. So definitely. Yeah, I, I love this fit. Uh, AJ Griffin, absolute goat uh, can fill in, you know, in the wings where OKC has only guards and weirdo forwards. <laughs> so uh, really fits the need there for them. But Bryce has left me with, I know Corbin was talking about, you know, he's getting one of his two favorite players. I'm getting my favorite player. Don't worry. For uh, the Orlando Magic here at five. Uh, I don't know if anybody figured this out yet. I don't know if anybody knew that this would happen. But with the fifth overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic select Tari Eason and, and lean even further into the bit of Orlando only drafts long forwards. Uh, I think Isaac is kind of expendable i think do you really like his salary is going to be zero in two years if he doesn't play he's making seven million next year and then if like if he doesn't hit some game threshold and then making zero and there's a very real chance he doesn't play the injuries have just been awful i think having just another front court guy so that way you can consolidate some of the just copious amounts of like fine young guys that they have uh, I think Tari's probably the best player left in my eyes. And it's just tough because Orlando doesn't have a hole that's not real shot creator. And both of the guys who I think can do that are off the board in Paolo and AJ. Uh, in this scenario, I would have done anything to trade up to, to four with OKC and get AJ Griffin because I think that that is uh, just absolutely perfect. But uh, can't go wrong with more defense, more length, more incredible instincts, great work ethic. Uh, just a real, he got that dog in him. Uh, and he's really going to work here in Orlando. I love her. 
absolutely. Um, that's a good fit. I do agree. And I think trading up would make more sense there to fill a need more hand and glove in that way. But given with the pick that you have available, like it does fit what Orlando's front office does. Shout out to Jeff Altman, right? Um, looking at Oklahoma six, this is tough because Oklahoma kind of got a player that would have fit. If I'm thinking of Oklahoma, I'm like, what do they need help in? Well, a few areas, right? Like their guards position is probably the only thing that's arguably locked down between, um, Shea Gilders, Alexander, and Josh Giddy, right? Uh, whether, I mean, apparently SGA wants to be the point, but Giddy's more of a point. Whatever case may be, your backcourt's locked in. So then, forward spot, you already have now in this draft, AJ Griffin. So do you really need, like, a two-guard? Because my guy is still left on the board. But I don't want to swing that. I just don't want to go too early with the guy I'm going to pick, but I feel like I'm going to have to do that because the front court does need help. This guy is young enough and is so dominant physically and potential I just see a lot more there. I'm going to go maybe a pick or two higher than I normally would and select Jalen Duren um, to go to Oklahoma City. I just like the fact that, again, he's someone that he fills a position of need. Um, he's someone that's going to fit well in terms of being able to play the exact same type of game he's playing in Memphis um, in terms of just rebounding misses and maybe some more pick-and-roll play than he had over there um, and just kind of give him the, the, the floor space there in the front court and kind of see where it goes. And so that's why I'm looking at him uh, number six to Oklahoma City. This yeah. pick is beautiful. Uh, you can't go wrong by actually drafting good players. Uh, OKC getting someone who can actually fill in the big spot, uh, and potentially if they're if if they uh, achieve their grandmaster plan of getting Wemby, I think they can play together. You know, Wembenyama and Duran is a pretty pretty dominant front court. Uh, Duran just an incredible shot blocker, one of the top players in the best conferences in America this year. Um, just really a perfect fit here and hopefully a real pick and roll partner for shade. That's not a 47 year old Derek favors. I I'm lower on Duran than this, but this is like an area where I'm fine taking him because specifically, again, if the thunder are actually trying to build a real team, he's a really good fit there. I just, I like, you know, he's, he's a, a good mix of physical dominance, but also pretty high feel. Uh, with with the passing stuff and 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 sort of how he maneuvers on defense, um, the Memphis context was rough for him. I don't think that's um, super accurate to how he's going to play in the league. And and again, I, I'm with Cooper. It's just getting like a real role man for Shea is so. It, it's especially if keeping him happy is important. You know, even if you guys are going to be bad again, like at least he can have some fun throwing it, throwing lobs to someone and and having someone who sets good screens and, and all that type of stuff. So I, I, I like this pick, even if I'm a little lower on Durant than this. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I'm up at seven with the Indiana Pacers and uh, I'm running to the podium if I'm them, because uh, I want Johnny Davis here. Um, I, uh, I've said for a long time that my ideal fit in Indiana is Johnny Davis because I think him and Tyrese, if, if Tyrese Halbert is your build around piece, I think his fit with Johnny Davis is so excellent. And I, you know, I'm not convinced still that Halbert is like a build around piece for what it's worth, but I, I, I just love him here. Uh, and, and, and him and Johnny Davis is a backcourt. I think you're also building the perfect um, ecosystem for if you can drop that superstar next year, uh, you know, that's a really awesome connectory backcourt. I just love Johnny Davis, the defense, the, I think he's going to shoot. 
I don't think he's ever going to be like a super high level scorer, all-star type, but like, I think he can get some buckets when you need it. I think he's high feel and he's just intense, man. He's just, he just really gives a shit. And that's, that's something that I think does matter to me. So this will be, I think it'll shock some that I'm taking him over Jaden Ivy, but uh, I, I am, I'm just a fan of John Davis, especially in Indiana. Uh, yeah. Listen, so am I, right? I, I was in my head. Listen, y'all, I'm sorry. We were talking about before air. Johnny Davis is my dude. I just thought this that Jay Ivey would be who you went with. I didn't even consider that you might go Johnny Davis. Um, analyst the hat back on. I do like that pick. Um, you gave great details to why he fits in terms of effort, energy, tough shot making, and a guy who, again, if you're unsure of the backcourt fit, um, you mentioned Jay Ivey and, and maybe his kind of uneasy for the long side Tyrese I would agree with that if anything it'd be more like Darren Fox part two you know if you didn't believe that worked in that space then grabbing a younger player who fits some of the same archetype there potentially has that same feel you know especially with the iffy jumper from Jay Nivey although he's been really soft from three of uh, this season so uh, yeah I- I'm-, I'm shocked and a little hurt but at the same time I am happy that yeah Johnny Davis that's a great fit there yeah I mean if you really want to pair uh, Halliburton with just a, an even lower feel version of the Aaron Fox, then, then I guess you'd go with Jaden Ivey. But uh, I, I love the Johnny Davis fit. You, I was crying laughing because I know that's Corbin's guy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even hide. I was uh, like, yeah, I was not yeah. expecting him. This happens, this happens every single time we record anything is Bryce takes Corbin's guy or Corbin just absolutely destroys everything. <laughs> this is where the breakdown begins. I love it. I love it. Uh, but this is really tough because I'm here with Portland and I don't want to be a walking stereotype, but you guys seem to have left me no choice. Um, my stereotype is that every single time I do a mock draft, I only select forwards um, and a few bigs, but I, I cannot for the life of me justify taking a guard for Portland because their only star is a guard. Their only good young players are guards or small wings. Um, And so we're just going to go best player left on my board and here with the eighth pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Portland trailblazers select Kendall Brown out of Baylor. Uh, I think He's got a lot of potential, but I think if fill a role next to Dame, if they try and win, he can be a cutter and a connector. Uh, just add some real size, some rebounding. The grab-and-go potential is just incredible. Doesn't really need to play defense properly in this context yet. He'll figure out how to do it alongside all the other awful defenders on this team. Um, him and – shit, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Him and Trendon Watford can be, can be bad together. Um, but – I think you went he just Watford adds... over Greg Brown, huh? Wow. Oh, well, there's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot on this team. Um, but uh, I think just an athlete who can run, worst case, has a floor next to a star like Dane, uh, but then can also be a connector and maybe be something more down the line for them. I, I love this pick. I'm hugely high on Kendall Brown as a scoop. So I, I think this is uh, a great pick. And I think it's a great fit to. Um, Right now, the Trailblazers' young core is just a mishmash of of guys I like as, like, fourth starters or bench pieces, but no clear, aside from Simons, who's really good, but no clear, like, 
player to build around really. And not that Kendall Brown can be that, but I think his fit with what they do have, whether that's going to be to play immediately or, um, or sort of sit and develop depending on what the Blazers decide to do what Demi Lillard wants to do. Um, I just think this is, this was the best fit available on the board. I think. I like, I like, so Sacramento is here and wow, this is not a position I wanted to be in. Um, couldn't have really foretold how this would go. Um, this is tough, really, because I, I mean, Sacramento needs help. And, like, I want to get a wing player, sort of. But wing players kind of go to Sacramento to die, you know. Um, see Harrison Barnes and, you know, any other wing guy they've had the last couple of years. But then if I bring a point guard, I mean, obviously we'll have the issues they've had between Darren Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, who is now in Indiana, and Davion Mitchell. So I'm going to go and take a swing for the unknown here. I really am so annoyed about this guy. I really just would rather find out, like, is he in, is he not, so I can actually, like, learn about him and not be like, oh, my goodness. But I'm going to go Shaden Sharp. Um, I, I, I feel like he's a two, right? And where the Kings have been between Dante DiVincenzo and his qualifying offer and, um... Jeremy Lamb, like, they've kind of just rotated these random guys at two, you know, they had, uh, Aaron Holiday, like, not Aaron Holiday, um, the other Holiday brother, I'm sorry, um, like, they, they've just, they just don't have a number two that I think, it, like, a two guard that's locked in, Davion Mitchell's not that guy, neither is Darren Fox, and those two point guard lines, in my opinion, really shouldn't be utilized that much if you're actually trying to make the playoffs, um, ooh, I could have went for, no, I'm gonna go with this, so I think Shaden Sharp, I mean, athletically, you see the potential there, uh, shooting, the potential there, I think the keyword here is potential, <laughs> um, I don't know, I'm not exactly high on this pick, I just don't want to send like a Keegan Murray or a Dyson Daniels who were guys I considered over there because I just don't trust that they will like their type of game will they seem like more ancillary pieces that guys who will blend in well and like you're blending with all due respect De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis like we, we need at least maybe Shane Sharp comes up there and he owns Sacramento in like a year or two uh I'm really not high in this as you could tell but I'm going with Shane Sharp uh Sacramento <laughs> I love that you're making a pick because you don't want someone to get ruined by, by Sacramento. Like it's like I don't want to take Keegan Murray here because I like him. And that's like uh but I just don't yeah. yeah. I, this is not the high schooler I would have taken, but that's okay because it leaves Ooh. him on the board for me next. So okay, I want to hear okay, who but, this is because I again uh, I'm gonna drop I, you take advantage of a draft movie here, Bryce. But okay. I, I, I actually don't hate the shade and pick if you're just like the Kings need a miracle and Shaden might be that miracle. So like, yeah. as far as that goes, even though I'm, I'm, I'm much lower on Shaden than many, okay. I actually don't think this is like a horrible spot. And, and it, you're right. The Kings just, they, they need something, man. Bring Dave Yeager back. Like, what are they doing? Right. It's uh, been a mess. Oh man. Let's hear your pick. I'm, I'm excited. Cause like you guys are upside swings. I'm, I'm more swinging a miss. So <laughs> you, you've been waiting, you've been waiting on that one. You've <laughs> You know it. Batter up, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so next is San Antonio, and uh, this is the dream Leonard Biller spot. Just I could not have – have the board could not have fallen any more perfectly than for San Antonio to end up with Leonard Biller. Um, 6'11 forward from Canada, uh, really showed out in the Nike Hoop Summit, and you go back and you watch some of his stuff, just – one of the most impressive movers I've ever seen, like super fluid, flashes a lot of handle, a lot of passing. Uh, the jumper needs work. Like he needs work. He's he's definitely, you know, a, at least a year away from being like a super productive guy. But 
you buy the physical makeup with the skill and, and the feel like it's just like that's just it's such a believable package and again you go to san antonio where they have some good pieces obviously i'm the jonte murray's biggest fan um kelvin johnson i really love devin vassell my, one of my favorite players in the league but they don't have any sort of you know superstar bet and leonard miller might be the best player in this range it's just a could this guy become an all-star could he you know, I, obviously there's someone who's fallen on the board who some people are going to say is, is a better bet at that. But um, I just I really I really think that Miller here is just the perfect fit. They need a front court player like this draft. They, I feel like they have to walk out with a front court player and Leonard Miller just if he fits like a glove here, I think. So huge, huge, huge fan that that, that he fell this far. You, you know, what's funny. Cooper mentioned earlier, like a common trope between the three of us is you picking a guy that I really wanted, you know, just ahead of me. Another one is you coming up with a guy I've just heard of today. Um, you know, we've, we, for those who have not listened before, we were doing these historical drafts and, you know, um, Bryce would be like, yeah, you know, this guy insert random player a uh you know right now he's overseas but if he was to come to nba he'd be like amazing with quick hands and fluid motion i took him he was like my sixth pick like he, he was my sixth man Beaches, and i'm over here like who <laughs> like you know that was here right now you're like oh the high schooler i you know didn't know i'm sitting going hmm, I, I feel like i looked it up you're like leonard miller and i'm like well what? So here we go. Another another one off the board. Uh, ZM, I don't even want to butcher the poor man's name, Bryce. I'm not going to know it. I'm sorry. I still remember. I just remember being puzzled when you picked him. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a guy, the best guy you've never heard of. And, like, to this day, I still haven't heard of, aside from you. But, like, also, I believe you're a scouting report. So, you know, there it is. But um, all right, I'm moving on. I'm sorry. I think it was Cooper next. I just I just wanted to say shout out to Bryce yeah. for coming up with another guy that now I have to immediately after this pod go and Google. So I'm going to hey, look him up. Leonard Miller is so much fun. You got to watch the film, Corbin. He is incredible. Uh, I can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) So I'm I'm here with Washington at 11, and I I could be bullied because I don't want to take Jaden Ivey here. Um, I I think (laughs) I don't like that with Brad. I don't want to do Bradley Beal like that. Um, As if he really wants to stay, I don't need I don't need Bradley Beal being made upset by Jaden Ivey, awful kickout passes. So I think Washington has a lot of weird, semi-interesting pieces that at the beginning of the year looked really promising uh, and made sense together. And then just injury, all the, all the wheels fell off the, fell off the, the Washington bandwagon really quickly. But I'm going to go with somebody who I think has a little bit of sneaky upside, but can also be an elite connector make some of those pieces make more sense together, especially next to Beal, next to Kuzma. Uh, and we're going to go with, uh, uh, I didn't do the thing, whatever. Uh, the Wizards are going to take Dyson Daniels out of the G League Ignite uh, here at 11. I think just a super mega connector, incredible touch, elite lockdown defender, can slide into a couple different positions, doesn't need to be your main ball handler. Uh, probably be able to shoot it one day. Just super interesting, funky player. Of course, I think if Washington was really here, they would select somebody really boring and old who can shoot. But uh, I want to give them somebody interesting, young, kind of go against the tide of of what they've gone against and really fill a need uh, that they have here. That's a good one. I mean, between um, – 
Daniels, uh, Denny, Avija, and uh, Rui Hachimura, you're going to have an interesting multifaceted like front court um, and continue to have no point guard around Bradley Bill, but that may be okay. I like it because each guy brings something to the table. That's okay. Okay, I this, can see it. This feels like the peak, the pick the real Wizards would make because it's a mark, it's an international market. They haven't drafted yet, so they need that sweet, sweet international money, and it's a reach. So you know, those two combined. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm not taking. I, I didn't take him at 46 like you would want me to, Bryce. He's good. Just, he's I good value. At, he's good value at like 30, but at, at oh 11, God, I just, I just can't. I just can't get there at 11. Really, I have him at at, at 24 currently on my board, and, and that's my not yet fully constructed one. So I just this is a, this is a pretty gigantic reach for me. Um, but you know, that's okay. Hater. I don't know Bryce how you can't, Hater I don't know Hendricks. how you don't take Jaden Ivy here because the Wizards just desperately need that type of upside on their roster, but it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. No, I can't, I can't do that to Brett. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. I definitely wouldn't wish it on Brad. All right. I mean, there it is. <laughs> I'm, I don't hold Brad in, in quite that light. Cooper, but I, I appreciate you, you know, preserving Bradley. Not Bradley, you know. I'm, I'm with you on that, you know. Um, listen, he played Russell Westbrook. He, no, I'm, playing, I'm just kidding. Um, now I'm getting my rust bias on. All right, we're gonna go with the Knicks. Um, you know, I should just do what I've seen all the mocks, which is take Ty Ty Washington, but I don't think I'm gonna do that. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Jay Ivey because he's fallen kind of far. I think that Knicks need a point guard. I think Jay Ivey uh, would be a, a shot in the arm just from athletic perspective. Someone who, I mean, the Knicks have not had a good guy there in a minute. And if you look at the Knicks roster with the young guys they do have, I think that he's someone that could fit right in. Not only fill a position in need, but also bring some of that much-needed athleticism to be able to push the pace with some of the younger guys on this squad. Um, maybe rejuvenate uh, just uh, all of a sudden, just totally out of the loop Julius Randle. Um, and with his speed, as lesson, like, you look at that, why get Russell Westbrook? Although, please get Russell Westbrook. When you can just get Jay Nivey, you know, if you're in New York, I, I don't see why you pass up the opportunity. Um, and he's a need of there. So I think that this is something that could be filled. Um, and the fact they slid this far would be a godsend for New York, personally. Yeah, they yeah. desperately need uh, paint touches. And that's the one thing that Ivy's going to get you over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have much to add. This is just the correct pick. Like, uh, yeah, it has to be Ivy here. It should have been Ivy a pick ago, but that's all right. Oh, snap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. I Listen, I'll get too many. That's the correct pick from Bryce. I get this all that's interesting. So I'm glad I got this one. I will take it. It's on my badge of honor. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I think Bryce is up now with Charlotte. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, Charlotte, super weird. I don't really know what to do with them. This would have been another great Leonard Miller landing spot. Or I was I was kind of hoping Jalen Duren would still be here. What do I want to do? Okay, uh, I'm going to go kind of a weird fit, but just sort of I feel like they're at a point where if there's not a big who I'm like dying to take here, I just need to go BPA. So I'm going to go Blake Wesley. Um from Notre Dame, someone who I've just recently gotten really deep into it, and I'm just super impressed. Uh, one of the funkiest ball handlers in this class, I think the feel is really developing. Um, shooting, take it or leave it, but as a bet on a secondary creator next to LaMelo, or maybe even, I mean, I have my my worries about LaMelo ever being a good half-court creator. Uh, maybe your bet to be your primary half-court initiator. Um, I really like Blake Wesley here. I think 
you know, LaMelo is very good for him to be like the best player on a really good team. I think you need to surround him with a really good core and some other guys who can make plays. You know, you have Miles Bridges. I think that's a great fit. And Blake Wesley's just another guy who can dribble, who can really pass, who defends his ass off. Like he'll be the best defender on this team uh, from day one. And I, who I think can, can, can probably shoot and just does enough. Like as a, as a two guard, as like I said, maybe even your point guard in, in some uh, lineups, some configurations. Like I just think he's a really solid bet here towards the end of the lottery. I like it. Yeah. That's, that's pretty killer. Uh, you know, can't go wrong with BPA. Wesley is awesome. Uh, the finishing, especially in the half court, not there yet, but it's pretty clear what you need to fix with Wesley. Uh, and I think that I hope Charlotte can fix that. Uh, I think they will, especially if they get the greatest coach of all time, Mike D'Antoni in there soon. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Unless y'all got anything else to say, I'm going to be picking with Cleveland here at 14. And Cleveland, there's somebody who's pretty clearly the best pick left on my board. But I can't really take them for Cleveland because Cleveland has, uh, let's just say, a lack of shooting in the front court positions at their four and five. I think Mobley will be able to shoot. I think Allen can kind of space to the corner. But as we saw this year, they are good. This Cleveland team is elite. They can stop you on defense in a bunch of different ways. They can beat you. And I think that they are just a few solid pieces away from being really, really interesting. Uh, So here at 14, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to select Marjan Beauchamp out of the G League Ignite. Uh, Just a really great wing defender who can fill in the gaps for them on offense can probably shoot. I think that this year was a little bit fluky in a bad way for him. Uh, an elite cutter, elite finisher just does. It's it's 100% obvious that he's going to be an NBA player at a pretty high level, someone who can slide into that starting spot for them, uh, bring it, you know, add to their defensive culture uh, and just fit in with some of the, the weirder pieces that they have and slot in different lineups in different ways and just be a real glue guy. That's a good, I, I like that. Um, what do you think, Bryce? I'm I, I'm only kind of just becoming more familiar with Bryce Hendricks. I mean, not Bryce Hendricks' game. Uh, Dice <laughs> Margin Bochamp's game. But from I'm, I'm still actually getting familiar with Bryce's game on Twitter. Look at his shooting. I think I saw it there a couple weeks ago. But anyway, going back. Um, like as someone athletic, like you're right. Like I think his fit would be there, especially if his shooting is consistent. I I, I think it's a good fit. Yeah, I think. Um the Cavs are really upset that Blake Wesley's not here because they desperately need a player like him. Like secondary creator is just like, that's in bold letters as what do the Cavs need? Um, But like, but slightly below that is sort of three and D wing types. And I think Marjon is one of the better bets in this class at that. I do. I'm with Cooper. I like him a little better than Keegan Murray. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take him there and, and, I just think he's the type of guy who who really just fits next to the high field centers and, and point guards you have. Just continue to build a, an elite defense around Darius Garland and then figure out the secondary creator when that pick is right rather than reaching for someone who could maybe fill that. Um, so so I think this is a good pick here. You don't you don't believe in Colin Sexton and Karis Levert? That is that's so strange, Bryce. I I would have profiled you as a huge. Yeah, who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? I don't like Colin Sexton. Who who could have? 
I, I don't know. It, it, every time I hear it, it's like a fresh new what? No, I'm like, um, okay, well, with that, I mean, we came and did the lottery. I'm gonna, what I'm going to do before we kind of close out is really just ask you guys, um, what based off this tankathon that we have here um, with the order, you know, we, we're only doing the lottery, but we have extended the first round. Would there be any picks you would look past this um, lottery that you're looking for a player to hopefully find a team? I hope that question made sense. Like an ideal fit for a player no, that's, still available outside the lottery. There we go. <laughs> that's a really good question. I'm struggling to think of like, mm. like that's like, hmm. I I really think that um, that Jalen Williams in in Golden State is like a dream fit. Like if if Golden State if if he's there at 28, which I think is fairly likely, I think that is one of my sort of dream fits right there, just because. Golden State getting another guy who can handle the ball, who plays good team defense, and can shoot like uh, as sort of Jordan Poole continues to to grow. You know, you can build him into a sixth man and, and continue just the sort of uh, legacy that you that you've built here, and and continue to have good versatile ball handlers on the court at all times. And then the other one, I think this is maybe weird for some, but I think if 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 Bryce McGowan's falls to the falls to the bucks. Like that's like a, that's an ideal scenario for them because I think, you know, as crazy as it sounds considering they have one of the most athletic players of all time. I think the bucks really need a, a jolt of athleticism. Um, and, you know, Bryce McGowan's could do that and he's going to take his time to develop there, but you kind of saw that the depth was really hurting with, with the bucks today, especially, you know, Grace now and having to play huge playoff minutes because Chris was out and, you know, as Drew and Chris get older, you sort of have to start looking to reload with youth that you can develop. And I think Bryce McGowan's is he's young. He can really develop there um, and can eventually be, you know, a, a secondary type, maybe six man type, but uh, score next to Giannis who can space the floor for him and make some plays for himself. So uh, those are the two that that really strike me as as good fits. I like that. I the, like that. The biggest one is that there are there's Chicago at 18, and if Keegan Murray has fallen this far, I am slamming my credit card on the table, desperately trying to grab Keegan Murray. Uh, as much as I'm not the biggest Murray fan, uh, Chicago desperately needs size. I think Murray's someone who can play the four or the small ball five for them. I think him and Pat will as a front court combination is really interesting. Add some spacing, add some real versatility to their front court defense. An elite team defender uh, can fit into their scheme, you know, super action heavy him and Caruso uh, and Lonzo and just a bunch of solid defenders on that team. Uh, and then I would love to see Houston get Sohan. Um, so who was the guy who I was talking about going to potentially to the Cavs? I just cannot, if I'm the Cavs and I was what, how high did they get in the standings at some point this year? They, they were like mega high in the standings at a random point in the year. Yeah. And I can't justify taking Sohan who might not be able to shoot at all. This year might've been a mega, mega fluke, but if you're Houston and you have the chance to just add an elite defender, you know, just someone who can ha, brings a lot of versatility and you can bank and you have the time to develop that shot. Uh, I would really love that. And then if I'm Atlanta, I'm desperately trying to get Matherin uh, just to make your other wing slightly more expen- expendable uh, for a consolidation trade, bring in another, a real star that actually fits next to Trey and change it up a little bit. 
and not just come into the next year, just hoping and praying that something magical happens again. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, well listen, I appreciate both of y'all giving me your takes on that. Um, yeah, I definitely hope I, we don't have any deep takes into the, the later um, first round. Um, actually, I think, Cooper, you answered this. Um, but I want to I propose it again, I guess. Um, real quick, the, be- the best shooting guard in this is are we are we thinking of johnny davis am i missing somebody um i know i put a, a question on twitter asking like i was taught between johnny davis and i'm forgetting his name already but i had another player i was considering well i mean um, i would probably <laughs> i would the, probably say jabari smith jr is the best shooting guard in this class but that's oh, wow. obviously like a, a you know positional definitions are always weird right but like in terms of your archetype of what you expect a player from a certain position to do. Mm-hmm. Jabari Smith Jr. is a shooting guard. Like his strengths are point of attack defense and shooting. <laughs> like that's like, I don't know. To me, that sounds like a, a shooting guard. But I would say, I mean, if we're going mostly based on size, I would say Johnny Davis is is my top shooting guard, followed closely by Jaden Ivey. Um, and then I, my hot take is Blake Wesley's not far behind those guys. So okay. those are my three. A, a lot of people would have Shaden Sharp up there as well, but um, it's sort of it's sort of up to the eye of the beholder. But those mm-hmm. are those are my guys for sure. Okay. Yeah, those are pretty solidly my top three. And then after that, you have like Matherin, McGowan's, Terquavion Smith. You have a solid chunk in that next little tier that are all interesting in their own ways. All okay. bring something different to the to the table. That makes just sense. a really kind of a slept on group of uh, shooting guard scoring prospects in this in this year's draft. Uh, a, a lot of Corbin guys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my guys out there for sure. I have one guy that neither of y'all mentioned. So I imagine maybe he's not all up in there. I'd asked um, Malachi Branham. I like Bryce oh, likes Branham more than I do. I Bryce. think. I um, yeah yeah Bryce is doing a little head thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Branham Branham does what he does well. Okay. He shoots, he scores, doesn't create a ton of space, has great touch. He's just like, I think he, the way I would describe him is the like who people think Ty Ty is, is Malachi Branham, mm. uh, but a little bit taller. Like kind of who people picture in their heads when they, and they think of Ty Ty, I think that's Branham. And that's a pretty good player, but uh, still not my favorite. Yeah, I think Branham is is more of a bet to be like a three-point sniper than people are realizing um, because how he gets his buckets just doesn't really translate to the NBA. He doesn't really get to the rim very much. His handle's not super developed, and I don't know if it's the type that I trust to develop, and the passing isn't great, and the defense is, is the defense is super TBD because Ohio State never played him at point of attack. He was always guarding off the ball. Um even though that was a strength, supposed to be a strength of his coming into college was that uh, point of attack defense. But, you know, I didn't love the help stuff. I, I think he's good. Like he's a first rounder, but I don't think he's like, like he's getting top 10 buzz. And I just, I don't see it unless he's, unless he's legitimately Desmond Bain as a shooter, which is kind of possible. Cause again, he's a touch God who um, is really young. So like he has that upside, but I just, uh, I think, I, I would comfortably take all the guys we've mentioned above him. I get that. I get that. Wow. Well, thank you. Listen, every time I get y'all on here, I'm like, I get some laughs. I get blown away with some draft knowledge. We have a fun show. It works out great. 
Um, Cooper, Bryce, as always, a pleasure having you all on. Uh, if you can find time in the future, you know we gotta do this again. Um, this will be a blast for me. It always makes uh, my time here when draft time comes around. I get to reach out to group chat and be like, "Avengers assemble," you know. Um, listen, can y'all tell people where, where they can find you? Um, also, you know, if you guys have anything coming up, cooking down the pipeline, I will say first and foremost, please check out uh, the Upside Swings podcast. Big fan of that show. Um, they have already done a mock draft. They've already done um, several different positional specific. Uh, pods was like an hour and change like three or four of the top guys each position uh before that they'd already went and did like the top five uh projecting the draft so it's a lot of great content there um between bryce cooper and my man and fellow lakers fan stone hansen as well um great group of people y'all like great people great draft guys definitely make sure to check that podcast out but now that i've said that i, I give you all the floor <laughs> if anybody wants it <laughs> oh my god i'll take the floor fine Bryce is just, he's so humble, <laughs> so annoying. Uh, no, uh, you can find me, like like uh, Corbin said, at Ali underscore Oop underscore Coop. Uh, you can find some of my writing, random stuff at HTX Chop Shop, doing some draft stuff over there, Rocket-specific stuff, uh, anything Houston sports, doing upside swing stuff. And uh, you can find us on TikTok at Upside Swings. Hopefully stuff will start getting produced there now that uh, school's done. Work slowing down. Uh, yeah, you can find us just at Upside Swings on Twitter, uh, even Instagram. We do actually have an Instagram that I've posted two things on uh, that I haven't told anybody about, uh, but it's pretty cool. Uh, you can follow that and support our dreams of being Instagram models. Uh, and now Bryce can finally stop being fake humble and have the floor. Uh, I, I don't really have anything to plug. Everything Coop said is, is correct, but uh, thanks to Corbin for having us on and Hopefully we'll come back on before the draft and do, we got to do a 30 pick one uh, as soon as Corbett's comfortable with that, with that many picks, that many prospects. You got to look up Leonard Miller, my guy. You got to, you got to see what we're talking about. Absolutely. I'll tell you right now what I'm going to do um, literally after this for this next week, we're going in deep dive. We're going to make that 30 happen, baby. Like before draft, we're doing it. I'm already. Put, it's already on. It's already on air. Like it's gonna happen. So yeah, I'm looking. It's on the itinerary. I, I'll. Yeah, it's it's there. We gotta. Yeah, do we it. gotta carve the time, but it's on that list. We're gonna do full thirty. I'm pumped for it, man. All right, y'all. Thanks again. Uh, really appreciate y'all coming on as always. Definitely make sure to check them out in their work, y'all. You can find me if you wish on Twitter at Corbin NBA, uh, Sports Ethos on Twitter at Sports Ethos online sportsethos.com and uh, nothing else really to plug um i'll have this show up so definitely make sure to check that out uh with some playoff coverage there's more fun stuff coming up um i have a mercury thing i've been doing so check out the phoenix mercury i'll have that tagged in as well uh fun stuff as well but aside from that y'all really not a whole lot happening i'll be listening to this on monday so start your week off great until we talk again for cooper for bryce for myself we are frosty y'all stay frosty and i will talk to y'all real real soon all right y'all This has been a Sports Ethos presentation.